right. My name is Deborah Crowley. Um, I own three different companies. Uh, I am an entrepreneur. I worked in corporate America for oh, close to over 30 years. Hello, and welcome to Obehi Podcast. I'm your host, Obehi Ewan And I strongly believe that everyone has a story to share. Now let's get started with this episode. I am a growing entrepreneur, always helping women uh, gain their seat at the table, meaning owning their, helping them to own their own business, helping them to uh, gain confidence in what they do. That's my goal for 2024, a thousand women to help them to, like I said, open their businesses, help them to understand who they are, because a lot of times women go through it and not understand who they are, own their seat at the table. So that's my goal for next year, by next year. <laughs> we, we all should be there. We all should be there helping each other. We need that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's so needed uh, all over the country. All mm-hmm. Goal to talk to women all over the world because I know that women all over the world need help with their help uh, owning their seat at the table as well. That, that's true. That's true. It's absolutely important, particularly uh, nowadays with everything that is happening in the world. We need that. We need that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So these this women, are they mostly uh, African-American, African diaspora, or also women of other ethnic backgrounds? You want to say anything about that? Oh, different types of background. African-American, Caucasian, Latino. Uh, there's no gender identity, meaning it could be anyone. Anyone I help. I don't label anyone. Uh, if you need help, I'll help you. African-American, like I said, Latino, uh, from India, wherever you are from, you are welcome to come into my circle of champions. All right. Now, we spent some time like, to understand you. That is also very important for us. Do you want to say anything about maybe like when you were adolescent or where you grew up? Is there anything that we can learn from that? Because we intentionally do this. We are trying to connect better among ourselves. So we talk about ourselves, our story, our origin. Please help me with that. Wow. Um, I grew up in uh, poverty, if you will. Um, My family wasn't, we didn't have a whole lot of money, but we had a a close network with our family. Uh, I grew up in Newark, New Jersey, uh, where we lived in apartment complexes where it was just not good at all. Growing up, I, I lived with my grandmother, my mother, and my aunt and my brother uh, back in the day. And it just wasn't great. You know what I mean? We were trying to survive as a family. Uh, we grew up well. There was a lot of things going on in our family and love wasn't there for in my part. With me and my mom there, I don't know what it is. I still don't know today that there was just a lot of issues growing up. So I was somewhat by myself then. Um, Like I said, growing up in Newark, New Jersey uh, with my brother and my aunt and my mom, uh, it was hard. It was truly, truly hard. I have come to understand now that poverty is not in my vocabulary anymore. uh, And I'm going to try not to let it be in anyone else's too. Trying to break the generational curse, if you will, and leave that legacy for my grandkids. So I've come a long way. Uh, even with domestic violence, uh, it, it just has been a journey for me. Mm-hmm. All right. Th- th- that is a lot uh, packed there. We're going to sort of unpack them as we move on. 
Uh, <laughs> all right. So you have lived all your life around within the area of New Jersey, correct? Yes. So uh, what do you want to tell us about New Jersey? Uh, New Jersey is known for uh, uh, business industry. New Jersey is known for fashions like New York. I was maybe about 20 minutes away from New York. So they're known for fashions, like I said, known for uh, businesses, opening up businesses, education. New Jersey was well known for that. Um, like uh, I didn't even mention that. Uh, I was a uh, model back in the day. Uh, I modeled for Teen Magazine. Wow, that's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to need those pictures to show. Wish <laughs> <laughs> um, I did have some. Uh, yeah, back then I was an in-house model for uh, a designer called Missouri back in the day. Uh, uh, did a lot of fashion shows in New York, a lot of photography, picture taking. Like I said, it was New, New Jersey was just known for fashion. And that's where I got that from. So, uh, yeah, New Jersey was my life, even though uh, I grew up in what I told you, my poverty uh, experience. It was still amazing. It was still growth. Mm -hmm. you, of course, you have left that behind you now. It was never going to come back again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love that. Uh, uh, I moved from New Jersey uh, maybe mm -hmm. about 20 years ago, never left home ever, ever. It was the first time. And I came to Michigan with one suitcase and my sons. <laughs> That's everything. That's everything. I came to Michigan and started a new life. Mm -hmm. So that was the first time in Michigan. I mean, when you first came there, was there things that you needed to learn? Was everything already set up for you? You want to say anything about the early period that you stayed there? Uh, my mission. Oh, wow. When I, uh, when, when I first came to Michigan, uh, it was hard. I was here by myself for, well, I came here with an ex fiance and then I wound up being here by myself for years, no family members, no nothing. Like I said, I came here with this one suitcase and my sons. Um, it was a struggle. I found jobs amazingly, uh, worked at, uh, what we call Easter seals, then worked for GM Xerox, uh, GM. And my life has been amazing here in Michigan, uh, traveled all over. It was just like, it was time for me to be here. Sometimes when you realize that, okay, it's time to go, time to leave New Jersey. Uh, that's what I did. Like I said, I left with one suitcase. Michigan <laughs> has been amazing for me. Mm -hmm. So I, you, you also were saying before that you work in corporate America for a long time. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Um, in New Jersey, believe it or not, I worked for McDonald's Corporation for about 11 years. The McDonald's restaurant in the corporation was able to attend McDonald's University, too, as well. I don't know if you know they have a school. Uh, you mm -hmm. was able to attend that. I was, like I said, there 11 years. Then worked for Rutgers in uh, New Jersey. Then came to Michigan and worked for Xerox Corporation supporting GM Legal. Legal and also the charity coordinator for uh, GM. That has been an experience for me. I've learned so much and that was my goal to learn how to open up a business and how to treat people when you employ them. So uh, corporate America was really a teaching lesson for me. All that I've learned before I use now in my business. Mm, that's interesting. That's really interesting. All right. So when you were still working there in the corporate America, were you satisfied? Was there something that you were looking for that you didn't get there that make you to sort of move from there to, to strike out on your own? Yes. Um, 
I always knew that I wanted to strike out on my own, if you will, open up my own business. Um, I always, it was, I don't know, it was something in me working in corporate America. Like I said, I learned so much and I mastered everything. I mastered, uh, I was an administrative assistant, and like I said, charity coordinator. Even at uh, McDonald's Corporation, I was keeping track of all sales there. Every time a restaurant opened, I would keep track of the sales. So I was learning everything from corporate. I, I mastered everything I did. So because I knew that when I left corporate, that I was going to open up my own business. And the last straw, when I was here in uh, Michigan and I worked at Xerox Corporation, I walked around the whole place. I onboarded, at least I was onboarding staff, attorneys, because we worked for, I worked for GM litigation. I walked around and looked at everybody I'm onboarded on two floors. And I said, you know what? I'm never going to come back. I mean, I'm never going to see these people again. So I went back to my desk. I packed all my boxes. And within two weeks, I left on faith and opened up my cleaning company. Never looked back. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> never looked back. I was tired. I was stressed out. I said, I can't do corporate anymore. Even though I was a corporate person, like I love corporate. I love everything they stand for. I love corporate. But now I can't do corporate ever again. I don't even think I can even work for anyone ever again. Mm -hmm. you, <laughs> all right, you, you love corporate. What did you like? What did you really love about it? Help us understand that. The structure, the discipline, um, the, the learning lesson, the structure of business, because in corporate, they have structures. And you learn how to structure your own business. You learn how to, from management to vice president to president to CEO. I've always worked with CEOs and all the corporations. And like even to the point where, and I know I shouldn't say this, who it stock. Whenever I saw CEOs or the presidents going to share their stock, I was right there. Right. <laughs> right there, doing the same thing, right there, right there. So the structure of um, corporate America, it was just the way, the professionalism, everything. But then you learn how to play politics. If you don't know how to play politics, you can't be in corporate. All right. Tell us more about that. What, what is that supposed to mean? Because there are some people that are still there now who perhaps uh, will find their way out. Of course, this is what statistics is telling us that a lot of people that are in workplaces today, they are looking for a way out. So when you say politics, explain a bit about that. Of course, you are no longer there. No, nothing is going to happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, everybody can't do what I do uh, when I left. Um, I seriously walked out on faith. Um, you got to understand that when it's your time, it's your time. Um, sometimes we get stuck yeah. in where we are and we make excuses. You can do whatever you want to do. You could just leave whenever you, you would need to repeat that again. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. You can. Um, you have to make the decision. Do like I did. Walk around. You have to put it in the universe that this is something that you want to do. It's time for you to leave. And that's what I did. I walked around and I set it up for myself. I came back to my desk. I start removing things from my desk. So that was me telling me, OK, it's time. So I set that vision and that plan for me to escape. I, but I had a plan of action. You just can't leave unless you have a whole lot of money. So what you have to set a plan, make the decision. If this is what you want to do, then leave. 
but also have a job, have something <laughs> or a business or a job so you can sustain your your family and your home and your bills. You just can't walk out, but you have to have a plan. It's up to you. It's you versus you. You don't have to stay where you are. All right. I like that. You are not a plant. You are not supposed to stay where you are. You can move. Only the plants do not move because they cannot walk. Well, we can walk. <laughs> Absolutely. 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 You create something. You create mm -hmm. your own business. Like even with the cleaning company, um, that wasn't my intent. My intent was to open up a teenage pregnancy home. But I said people need cleaning. And once again, working in corporate America, I saw that women, um, it was hard for them. They were working crazy hours had children calling, had to take off to take kids to the doctor. So they had no time to go home and clean. So I'm like, hmm, that is something that I can open. I'm helping the community. I'm providing jobs. And not only that, um, it's just you're helping women. That's Like I said, that's what I learned in corporate too. And that's where I got that idea. Open up a cleaning company because then you can help women as well. Mm -hmm. All right. I like that transition. That is very important because... Um, as you already know by now, um, our central um, demography is the African diaspora, the people of African descent that are e everywhere in the world. Uh, we are trying to see how we can live better. In one episode that I did, I did specify that all African diaspora, all people of African descent that are outside of Africa are here because of money in that we are looking for a way to make life better for ourselves or even those that were taken away from Africa, they were also taken away because of money. Those who took them away didn't want to pay. So they did a cheap labor, actually free labor because there was no payment, no? So whichever way you look at it, money is very important for us. It's at the center of the conversation. So we must be talking about it every day. We must learn how it works. So it is important for me that the conversation and especially that transition where you are working in the trade me you are continuously repeating the same pattern every day for the company for the corporate you need to look for a way to come out of it and begin to work for yourself it's a transition that you need to most of the cases we don't know how to make it so we just remain there in a comfort zone because of course they guarantee you the minimum that you are going to get salary you are not going to be thrown out of your house but for as long as you continue to remain in the circle, all right, tell me about that entrepreneurial mindset and the transition. What do we need to do so that we can transit where uh, we don't return back again to the same place? What was I willing to do Yeah. in my transition? Wow. Um, what happened is I think mentally, and that's where your mindset come in, um, I believe that I could do it. You know what I mean? I and I have 401k. Don't get me wrong. I did have my 401k and that's what I used to help me to open my business. OK. Um, and a lot of people was like, why did you use your 401k? That's what I saved for. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's what I utilized to help me to help grow my business. Also, um, it was just faith. It was my belief. It was me saying, OK, it's time. You know what I mean? More so than ever before, when I walked away, I was so nervous. Yes, I was scared of the unknown, thinking that how, where am I going to get this money from? How am I going to run this business? How am I going to do this? 
And then I was like, wow, the 401k, just learn. And this is what's going to shout you. So I um, was going to get a franchise. I didn't have a whole lot of money. I didn't have a whole lot of money. I was going to get a franchise. It's called Molly Made. And it was like, I think it's 150000 to start uh, to get the franchise. And I'm like, why am I doing that? Why am I spending my 401k, 401k on that when I can create this myself? And see, when you walk out on face, things happen and doors open. This is going to shout you. So I met someone that already had a Molly Made. This is God. She came and showed me what I needed to do to open this business. She laid it out. She gave me the foundation. She told me what I needed to do, how many employees I needed, gave me the paperwork and everything because that came from faith. I can honestly say that because how could that have happened? Never would have happened. So I said, when you walk into your purpose, doors open. It's got let go and just say, you know what? Draw a line in the sand. This is what I'm going to do. And a lot of I know a lot of people are saying, well, that's you. You have that faith. I don't have that faith. I have obstacles. I don't have money. I don't have this. I don't have that. Those are excuses. And we need to deal with those excuses. excuses. We, need to, we need to deal with them because, you know, like I was saying before, there are, there, there are the many comforts that we have, no? <laughs> that, okay, if you don't complain... You are going to go to the work every day. You know, you are going to get your salary at the end of the, of the month. It's comfort because you don't need to take any risk now. You know, but we need to realize that by not taking risk, we're actually taking more risk. Well, yes. Um, here's what happened. If you don't take risks and don't, and don't make mistakes, you're not leveling up. You're not moving forward. If you don't believe, I've learned, and here's what happened. And another thing too, I came into network marketing. Network marketing is the best thing you can ever do in your entire life. You don't have to stay in network marketing, but go into network marketing because you work on personal development. And that's where I got all my, my knowledge from and that faith too, and understanding me and um, being able to move forward, personal development, working on me. You know what I mean? You got to take risks and you got to work on personal development. If you don't work on you, like I said, it's me versus me. <laughs> you're not going to move. And you need to create that circle around you. The five people, you know, the five people that you be around, you are. And that's so true. You have to create your circle of champions. I had to learn that, too, when we talk about money, too. I'm like, man, I need to be around people who have money because I can't go to her and ask her for a thousand dollars because she doesn't have it because she's struggling just like I am. So I need to create another circle. You follow me? Not that I want to get money from them, but I don't need to know if anything was to happen or I needed money for my business. I have someone there to help me out. So but still back to your question, taking risks. Sometimes you just have to do it. You just have to stop making excuses and leave your past alone. Leave that back there. Leave All right. Yeah, because that's why you won't take the risk. All right. That mindset that helps us to take the risk because it's risky anyway. Because even without taking risk, you are taking risk just because you didn't know yet. We are all taking risk. Life is risky. That is the only place that there is no risk. That is when you die. If you are not ready to die yet, then be prepared to take risk. Everything is risk. Life is risky. <laughs> because you imagine walking on the road. Yeah, yeah please go. <laughs> you can get ran over just walking out your door. It's a risk. 
<laughs> so it's you, you just have to maybe we could create another word besides risk. What other word can we utilize besides risk? They would become like uh, like mummies, like dead people, <laughs> if we had that kind of word. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But uh, yeah, you just have to have faith and um, take that risk. Um, it's, it's lonely at the top. Well, it's lonely at the top, and I've learned that even coming out of corporate, it's lonely in corporate too as well. Because you have, if you don't play those politic role, politic roles in corporate, you can't make it, and it's lonely because it's oh, those uh, we call them sharks in corporate. They're going after whatever they want, all means necessary, stepping on your toes, talking about you, telling the boss about you, all means necessary. But you have to have that mental capacity to stay in corporate, and like you said take that risk. I know I'm going all over the place, but. <laughs> <laughs> all right. There's another thing that I also find interesting um, in, in what you were saying before, that you need to, um, I, I want to use another word for it. You need to remake your circle. People that are surrounding you, you need to change it. You know, it's like you are living in a, in a pond of water that is, um, that is not moving. It's stagnant. You cannot progress there. Because everybody is the same. We are all equally poor. So nobody is having any, any ambition. What, what kind of ambition do you need to have? Everybody is equally in the same condition. So let's be enjoying it until we die. That is not good life. So how do we remake that circle so that you are changing, you are also changing the circle around you? Uh, um, first of all, you have, and what I did was I analyzed my circle. Sometimes you just have to sit still. A lot of my friends and families didn't even know I was opening up a company. A lot of my, I have 23 employees and I have about 30 accounts in my cleaning business. A lot of my uh, customers don't even know I'm African-American or they don't even know that I'm a female because they don't need to know that. As long as I produce work for you, um, you don't need to know all that. I'm saying that to say you have to uh, stay focused. You have to focus on what you want and where you're going and, and don't have any distractions. Um, and I think it's important that you honor the people around you. You create a circle. That's what I had to do. And it took me a long time because I always thought my friends around me from a long time ago uh, coming up, they weren't supposed to be here where I am now. They were here for a reason. They helped me. They came through my journey. But those some of those individuals, I had to let go. And as I mentioned, it's lonely at the top. So you have to create your circle. You have to create five people that can help you in your business. That's how you start. You look at the people that you already have in your life and like, okay, where can this person take me? You understand what I mean? And it's not being selfish, not at all. Where can these individuals take me? How can they support me mentally, physically, mentally, physically, spiritually, and financially? How can these people help me? So you have to create that circle. And that's what I did. That's why I call it a circle of champions. I have five women that are in my life right now that I know if I say I can't do this anymore, they were like, uh-uh, you need to get up, get up, do what you got to do. Okay, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hang up on me. You need that hard serve someone that's going to say, okay, I'm not going to take your BS. Get up and do what you need to do. So you create you five people, people who support you financially, 
physically, spiritually, and someone, people that can motivate you. So that's how you create that circle. And sometimes you have to let some people go. You need to leave them back there and come back to get them when you get to the next level. <laughs> don't love them. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. That, that is important. That is important to, to be said there. Yeah. Now, when you look at women, because I want I understand that you are concentrating more on women, right? Okay. All right. This circle of champion, uh, do you see it to be more challenging for women to create around themselves, uh, particularly because now we are looking at women, not just everybody. Do you see it to be particularly challenging for women to, to create or is it the same for everybody? Women. Right now, women are, uh, and I'm, I'm not pro-man. <laughs> Don't get me wrong with that. Um, but uh, women are stepping up. Women are deciding that they no longer have to be stay home and take care of the kids. Of course, they're still going to take care of the kids, but they don't have to stay home. They can use all of the creativity that they have now. Women are so powerful right now. It's unbelievable. Uh, working for Xerox Corporation when they first hired an African-American woman, I was so happy. Even in uh, GM, they hired a woman. Amazing, but we still have a struggle. We still are not owning our seat at the table. Not yet. I don't know what it is, and I don't know how we are going to overcome that, but we still don't have our seat at the table. Not yet. I think we have to come in numbers, like we're trying to do now. Come out, be more innovative, be more creative, be more accessible to other women to help them to grow. So, um, yeah, that's why my goal is to help a thousand women, all means necessary to get to the next level because we are so creative. Women do everything. We cook, we clean, we're the doctor, we're the mother, we're the father, we're the teacher, we're the babysitter, we're the constructor, we're the projector. Uh, we are <laughs> amazing. I'm sorry, like I said, no dislike to men, but women do it all. Women do it. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you for that sharing. That is no, that is not to apologize for it is true. It's unapologetic from the way I see it. It's not apologetic at all. That is cool. Now, but another thing I also am thinking is that if we are able to do all of these, no, because of course we need to uh, really wish that women succeed more. Because if they succeed more, the society succeed more. We should understand that. If more women are successful, then the society will become more successful as it is. Because it's even in the interest of men that a lot of women succeed. So there is nothing to apologize for that more women are cropping up. They need to. We need it to. Because we are talking of our sisters, our wives, our friends. Uh, so we're not talking of other species that are coming out from the space. <laughs> All right. Now, when you talk to maybe some other women who have not yet taken up the challenge, because now, let, let's clarify a few points here. In that when it was only manual, most of the work was only manual, you need to spend all energy, a lot of energy. We could say that, okay, only some people could do certain work. But now, the economy has become of service, no? It's no longer only about manual. It's also about mental, which means anybody of age can do it irrespective of your gender you can actually start and run a business even from your home which means 
Women do not even have any excuse to say because I am a woman. No. You can run a business that is only for women, even to not put it like that. Right. Which means now there is no limit to anybody to say only for men. No, it's not only for men. You can start a computer business to only be repairing computer. I know a, a person, a guest that I interviewed is illegal. He does photography. The people that he is photography, they are online. He never need to meet them. He just set up an app. With that app, he takes photograph of them and he prepare the photograph and send it to them. <laughs> you can do that even if you are lame, if you, if you are not working. Even if you don't have legs, you are just sitting on your wheelchair. It means that the computer, the internet age, the modern technology have given a leverage grant for anybody from anywhere. So no one has any excuse. You see some people who give you the more than a million reasons why they should not be doing what they should be doing to leverage the opportunity that is available for everybody. What do you have to share with that? Uh, oh, so much to that question. That was huge. <laughs> um, um, I'll start off with this. Um, anybody can create a business. Anybody can create a business. Um, you were talking about Africa and women trying to, you know, uh, help grow themselves. They can create a, a cleaning company. You know what I mean? You know, everybody needs a cleaning Everybody needs something clean. You can create a cleaning company. You can uh, go uh, 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 teach children how to read. That's a business. You can go help kids tie, teach them how to tie their shoes. You can create a business from that. There are so many aspects to uh, being creative and uh, opening a business. And I'm losing track because your question was so broad for me. <laughs> no, 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 no. You are, you are, you are on need. Actually, you are on need. In that, I'm trying to see what excuses are people bringing that justify why they are not able to do what they are supposed to do. And you are really online in need. In that, there are a lot of opportunity out there. So nobody really have any justifiable reason why they should not be business. So I think your your line are perfectly in order. Oh, okay. I'm on track. Um, yeah. um, like I said, and even with network marketing, a lot of times people say that, and I talk about network marketing because that's what I did and I, I love it. That's what I do on the side. Um, we had our uh, CEO say, I'm going to put a million dollars on the table and this is what you need to do. Only six people got to that million dollars. That means that you know, a lot of times we say, well, I wish I had this. I wish I had a thousand dollars. I wish I had a hundred thousand. I wish I had five hundred dollars. I wish I had five. But you don't go after it. For whatever reason, we get stuck. And I don't know what that is. I guess it's the working mentality that you can create a business to go out there and get what you need. You can. You can hustle out there. There's people that hustle and make different things and make five and ten dollars. There's a way you can make money. There's no excuse, none. But like I always say, it's me versus me. Understanding like what you could do, your credentials, how you can make things happen. It's just you or generational curses that causes you to think that you can't do things. You can't start a business. You can't make money. You can't move forward in your life. And someone has to break that cycle. Someone has to break that cycle. I don't know if I'm answering your question, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did. You did. I but, 
you, you did. But the point now is, how do we really do that? I think that is where we are hanging. Okay. In that we know, okay, now, to put it in the very simple terms, I want to get to a point. I am not, really, I'm not on that point, which means between that point and where I am now, there is a problem. There is an obstacle. There is an obstruction. <laughs> so we know that in the diaspora community, we are more than 500 million people. Okay. Wow. There are a lot of children, there are a lot of men, there are a lot of intelligent people. But this community, wherever you look at them, from US to UK to Canada, we are always stronger, you know? Yeah. It's not that there is no money. It's not that money is not coming in. <laughs> As the money is coming in, it's going out in most of the cases. People don't set up businesses like you are doing, you know? We sort of help you to employ other people, making sure that there are some money there. If we then put a lot of people together like that, it means more money come in and this money remains with us. Absolutely. So the question is, why is it not remaining with us? It's because we haven't organized ourselves enough to be able to provide job. Okay, let's put it in, a, in another different way. Irrespective of where you live as an African diaspora, it might be in Canada, UK, Germany, or France, or in Italy, you will see this. That in your community, most of the people that own the businesses are not you. You might be working in the businesses, but you are not the owner of the businesses. This is why it is important that we understand what is stopping us. That is the question. Why can't we move beyond those obstacles so that we can be the one owning the businesses in our community, first of all? Before we can then talk of maybe going to other communities, that's the question. All right, um, text one person. We need one person to step out. And I think what happens is a lot of people don't know where resources are. There's a lot of, and I've learned when I came into this business, even thinking about New Jersey and thinking about here in Michigan, there are so many resources out there. So it takes one person to say, okay, this is going to be like I, um, I'm opening up this elderly uh, resource center. It's a one-stop shop for elderly. And I know the reason why I'm opening it is because my mom passed away. And when I was trying to help her get things together, it was crazy. I had to ask this person. I had to go here. I had to go here. there, all over everywhere. And didn't know that I had a lot of resources. So that's why I'm opening this elderly resource center, because I'm going to be the one-stop shop where everybody could get their information, right? So it takes one person to open up, for example, like you, be that resource person for your community to show them, okay, you can get a grant here, get a relationship with a bank. They could get a bank, I mean, a, a loan here. They could get mortgage here. There are so many grants out there that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I've seen them all over, everywhere, in different states, everywhere, countries, everywhere. Grants, money. Don't be afraid to ask. Step out to your neighbor and find out, okay, do you know someone that uh, can give me a loan? Do you know someone that has a building that I can utilize? Do you know someone? Don't be afraid to ask. You got to step out of your comfort zone and ask. I did. It was hard for me because I always thought that I could do everything by myself. But then I'm like, you know what? You got to. Yeah, I, I really did. I was bad with that until I start reaching out. And I'm like, wow, wow. Even during a pandemic here. Every loan, every time I heard something on the internet, I'm talking Facebook, I'm talking Hennessy, the, the liquor, 
everything, Comcast, the cable company, banks, every time they put something out about a grant, I was signing up for it. And believe it or not, uh, during the pandemic, that was my best year because I drew the line in the sand and I said, you know what? I'm going to start asking. I'm going to start asking for help. I'm going to start seeking around. What can I do to make my business better? Where are all these resources? How come we're not getting all this information? You need someone just to step up and say, let me help my community because they need help. Let me be that resource center so they could come to our company and find out what is needed. You can make it a nonprofit organization and get funding for it so you can help your community. Yes. Thank you so much for that. This is this is what I, I really want to hear. It is important because, you know, <laughs> um, in 2013, actually, that is when I started the project that eventually led to uh, podcast now and also uh, an online training platform that we have it's called a classes where uh, of course now we open it up for people to just enroll free you don't need to pay anything just enroll you want to learn about entrepreneurship you want to learn about content creation uh, as long as okay it's open for everybody but we are targeting mainly african diaspora because we see the suffering that is in the community okay knowing the suffering the sense that you cannot eat that is not the point that there is a reason why you are here until you work extra, you're not going to be able to achieve that reason. Because as you are coming into the West, the system is already set up to absorb you and just take you and make you act like this until you are dry. That is how the system is set up. Until you learn how to remake yourself, then your bone becomes a little bit stronger now. Then the system is still going to make you about you will be able to survive it and return to where you are coming from if you want to or build something here if you want to but you cannot just come in a raw state that you with the raw idea that you have in your head and be able to survive in the system the way you want it it's not going to work we need knowledge that knowledge is important so in this research that we carry out from 2030 to 2015 or 18 we, talk, we try to find out about the experiences of people living in Northern Italy. From there, I understand that even though a lot of people were complaining of racism, of discrimination, that even among the people, there are those that are capable of sharing their knowledge with others. That is only what we need. Just share your knowledge with other people so that they know what is happening. They, they can find their way. You don't need to be feeding me. You don't need to be giving me food. You just need to help me, share with me. That is what really we are doing. That is why we created the platform to teach people, do you, do you want to learn how to use computer? There is another person who knows how to use computer. We just go and gather the knowledge. We prepare it as a course. It's available. So those who do not know how to use, <laughs> you want to learn how to start busy like I'm doing with you now. I just gather this knowledge. We prepare it. It's available. Go and learn how... Uh, Deborah has done it. That is all what we are doing here. We are not doing any miracle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's funny that we were talking about that too. A lot of people, I have some employees that come in and they want in my cleaning company and they want to know how to open up a cleaning company. So I sometimes I hire them and sometimes they want to be sneaky and find out what's going on. And I can tell because I've been doing it for so long. And I'll go, let me show you what you need to know. Let me show you the ins and outs of how to open a business. But everybody's not like that. But I don't know why we're so selfish sometimes. You know what I mean? Why are people so selfish? Because I don't know where that comes from. 
but all we need to do is educate people just a little bit. Like you're doing with this platform, I love it because you're educating. Like I said, it only takes one person just to educate people um, and just have that resource center. That's what you should do. I'm giving you an idea. <laughs> nonprofit organization, this will be a resource center for someone. If you want to learn uh, how to open a cleaning company, you can call me. I'll, tell, I'll help you out. How to open e-commerce, eBay. That's national. That's global. You could do that all over. How to uh, anything. Like I said, cleaning company, a resource center. Be that resource center for everyone to come to you to find out how can I get a grant? How can I open my business? How can I open up an LLC? You know what I mean? How can I open up an S-Corp? And it's easy. Documentation is all over. Google is right there. You can grab that information and create a little ebook on how to open a business. That's why I'm a part of what they call Ladies of Justice, where uh, you have access to an attorney. Um, they show you how to open up a business. They show you that. So all my businesses intertwine with each other. My cleaning company, my elderly resource center, because they need cleaning. They need to get their will done, their power of attorney, right? Um, ladies of justice, everybody needs an attorney to help them and do what they need to do. And a lot of times we can't afford it, but I'm providing you an attorney for just a dollar a day. So all minds intertwine together. I'm, next, I'm still that resource center to help you to be that better woman to help you, to help you to grow your business and to help you to uh, prosper and make money. This is about money. At first I used to say money. Uh, I just want to, I want to be there. That is, that is important. Yes. You have to have it's, that mindset. I didn't mm. it before, but now you can't tell me that I don't want to, I want to be a millionaire. I don't want just a thousand dollars or $500. We need money so we can help the community. I'm sorry. It's true. We need the money. It's important. We need to talk about it. What are the strategies to do it? You know, anyway, it is, I really like the conversation that we're having just now. It's important. It's important that we do this because we are, we are leaving a mark for other people to follow, to understand, to say, okay, go back, you can do this. I can do it also. That is, that is the positive challenge we are trying to people. If Deborah can do this, I can do this too. Because we are the same. That is, you know, the, the motivational speaker will say, if anybody have ever done anything at all, it means it is possible. <laughs> so just try to find out what have they done. Then you can also do a similar thing. The question for you, uh, what is your personal motivation for doing this that you are doing? Oh, wow. I'm not talking about the money. The money, that one is guaranteed. Fine. Apart from that. Um, my motivation is... Um, just like I told you, uh, when I what I went through in my life previously, how we didn't have money, and I and it's not all about just money. Um, it's just my heart. Um, I have figured out what my purpose is because if you don't figure out what your purpose is, you're just walking around here, doing nothing. So I have an understanding of my purpose. So that's where my motivation comes. Um, once you understand your purpose, these just happens like this. Doors open, everything just starts to happen. And it's not going to be easy. People say, well, you make it seem like it easy. No, it isn't easy. As I just mentioned early, it's lonely at the top. I have my dark moments. I have my sad moments, too. I have my For everyone. <laughs> yeah. For everyone. <laughs> I have my tears, but I, I think I've come to the conclusion that it's the mindset. It's the Always. mindset. Yes. 
you have to work on a mindset and people don't understand that. And you don't learn that in school, working on personal development. That's why I say network marketing. You have to work on personal development. You have to work on you because if you don't have that mindset, guess what? It's not going to happen. Do you see out here? There's not a whole, whole lot of rich people, not rich, but wealthy people. Not a whole. I mean, they're out there, but that's because they have that mindset, that consistency, that control, that understanding, their purpose. And that's what you got to do. And stop saying, stop being stuck. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for that, Deborah. That is very important for our community, for the diaspora community. We need those kind of knowledge, those information continuously. And of course, you see, I'm going to call you again next time to come back and share because we need it. We need. <laughs> it's, it's the food that we need to be eating. <laughs> All right. I'm willing to help you. I'm just going to take a picture of us. I need to show. That's enough. <laughs> oh, before you go to G100. You've heard of that, right? G100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an opportunity. It's free. That's an opportunity for us to connect and, and give each other our our ideals. That's why I love about G100. Oh my God, connecting with you in London. Come on, connecting with people in Dubai. My best friend is in Dubai. Dubai. You know what I mean? Connecting with different women and sharing information. Amazing. It's important. Now, information changed the world. But, but another important thing, again, about the information is that we need to be in control of the information, that we need to create the information based on our sense and sensibility. It's not just about consuming information, because the kind of information you share with me is different from what I just get out there, because this is really, uh, it's important for us, because this is directed for us, because we know what we are passing through as a people. So it's not just if this is the information that we need. All right. I don't want to overblow that. Wait, now, that's okay. Go ahead. I'm loving this. <laughs> All right. Now, Deborah, how can people connect with you? Because this is very important. In our podcast, in our project, connection is central. We are here so that we can connect with each other and let's do things for ourselves. So how can people reach out to you? You have a website, you have a blog, you have an Instagram page. Tell them how to connect with you. That is important for us, too. Um, um, my Instagram, I don't even know my links, but um, you can always call me on my cell phone. I have WhatsApp. My cell phone is 248-930-0271. I'm here to help whomever, women, uh, whoever needs help. Uh, also, my website for my cleaning company is HTTP forward slash forward slash colon exclusive cleaning services.co. Um, I have a book that's out. It's called the divine feminine. Uh, also reach out for me about that as well. I don't have all my links for my Instagram, but I am on Instagram, Instagram, just put in Deborah Crowley and you'll find me in Michigan. Uh, you'll see where my book is. You'll see all the things that I'm doing, everything that I'm creating. Um, I have so many different events coming up. I have one, on actually on the 22nd called Women in a New Norm. Um, I'll send that to you guys. You can connect to that. And I actually have a grant writer that's going to talk about how to write grants. And she's a real grant writer and where you can get money for your businesses. So that's on the 22nd and I'll send that to you as well. 
So, so many different things that I'm doing. Ladies, are, oh, if you need access to an attorney anywhere in the United States, sorry, not out there, but anywhere in the United States, it's uh, dcrowley.ladiesofjustice.com. dcrowley, no, dcrowley39.ladiesofjustice.com. And that's also an opportunity to make money as well. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Now, before I ask you to uh, a kind of a final thought on the conversation, I want you to tell me something about the book. What is the central message of that book? That is important. And also, how can people find it to buy? About my book? Yeah. Um, Divine Feminine um, is not on Amazon, but I have a link. I'll send you all that information. And it's a collaboration of 14 women talking about um, their relationship with God. Dr. Anita Caprice, she's a G100 global chair for uh, uh, G100, and she created this. We all got together and put it in our relationship about God. It's very deep, guys. It's very inspirational, and you'll hear a lot of stories. Uh, it's called the Divine Feminine. I can send that information to you we got, um, when we get off, and you can let everyone know, okay? All right. That's fantastic. That's lovely. Thank you so much for that. Now, what would be your final thoughts, considering what we have discussed today about entrepreneurship and um, how, to how to stand out for yourself, how to strike out for yourself? I think that is the right word there. So how would you conclude it in your own way? Life is a journey. Um, life has its ups and downs. Um, if you work in corporate, whether you work in a, a regular job, always learn from it. Master everything that you do. Like I said, in corporate, I mastered everything that I did to the point where they couldn't let me go because I was the only one that knew what I was doing in that department. Stay focused. Stay guided. Remove all distractions. Uh, that's when you stay focused and remove all distractions. Everybody doesn't have to know what you're doing yet until you find out, know yourself what you're doing, find your purpose and continue to work on personal development. Keep that positive mindset because you can do it. It's only you, it's you versus you. So work on personal development, understanding your purpose and stop walking around here, not knowing who you are, where you're going and what you need to do. Thank you so much, Deborah. That'll be really interesting. You versus you. That is, the, that is the battle of life. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Is yeah, it's, it's so true. It's so true. No, no, I, I love that. I'm going to write that somewhere. You versus you, the battle of life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate You're it. Welcome. You're welcome. Call me at any time. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our future episodes. Rate and review Obehead Podcast and share with your friends who might need it. I remain Obehead Ewafo. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you in the next episode.